Let's go to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms uh, 126. And we're going to be dealing with the guiding pillar of refuge. The guiding pillar of refuge. You know, during this time of so much pain and hurt and confusion that's in the world today, people just seem to just don't have a not even a small portion of common sense. It seems like common sense has completely left this earth and refuses to return back again. As we look out and as we see how crazy and insane mankind has become, we're going to look into this guiding pillar of refuge and we're going to get a little bit of insight maybe a lot more insight as to why it is the way it is. Because if the pillar which guides us is our refuge, then when I look at this word in 126, and I began to read these scriptures, when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, Zion being that guiding pillar of refuge, it says that we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us. We're all, we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth beareth precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. May God have a blessing to the reading of His Word, and may He also add a blessing to the understanding and the comprehension thereof. Here we are with this guiding pillar. We all know that this guiding pillar is Jesus Christ. We all know that. We all know that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. We all know that the cloud in the Old Testament, which is the Word of God, it led Israel which is basically the church, out of its bondage, its captivity in Egypt, and led them through the wilderness into what's known as the promised land or the everlasting place with God our Father. And God says that in that land, He cares for that land. He looks over that land. He takes care of that land and everything that's in that land. So this guiding pillar, a pillar represents something of strength. And it is this word that guides us because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and, and in this guiding pillow, this word that we preach, this word that we believe in, this word that we hear, in it is a place of refuge. Now, a place of refuge is a place of protection. Now, if ever we need protection, if ever we need to be protected, we need it today. Because any time mad, a madman 
will go inside a school and massacre little six-year-olds and seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds and nine and ten-year-olds. We are sick situation. And if ever we need the refuge of God, we need it now. More than any time else in the world. But it seems to me that even though we know that we need it, we still refuse as a people in this world to come and be guided by that pillar of refuge and be protected. Can I get amen? Amen. amen. So here we are, the Bible says, when the Lord, not when man, not when the government, not when nobody else, not when our money, not when our talent, no, when the Lord turned again, the captain, see, they've been there before. How many times have we, as an individual, placed ourselves back in captivity after God took us out of it? How many times? How many times? Every minute. Many. The Bible here says when the Lord turned again, that means that he had did it before. How many times in our life have God came to our rescue because of our own insanity to not walk with him as he has determined for us to walk with him. How many times now? And how many times have we cried to the Lord once we place ourselves back in that captivity to come and get us out, come and save us from ourselves? Because it's us that continues to go back down off in there and get tore up each time. So when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. In other words, it was absolutely unbelievable to be free. But here's the problem. It didn't last long. Many of us in here have been in prison before. Many of us have. And I remember when we were released, it was like we were in a dream. Was it not? Those that can attest to it. It was like we were in a dream. But we got out here and it wasn't long before we forgot what captivity really was like. Hmm? Hmm? Let's be real. How many times have God freed us from whatever it is that has us in captivity and one, two, three weeks later, we go right back to that captive place, that place of captivity. And here the Lord has to come again and turn again this captivity of Zion. In other words, how many times have we placed this guiding pillar of refuge in a place called captivity because of disobedience? Now once we box up the Spirit of God that's in us, the Word of God. Once we do that, guess what? We get to a place where now it can do for us what it's designed to do. And that's to guide us and to strengthen us. You see, some of us don't want to hear the counsel. Mm -hmm. Come on. Right. Amen. 
want to hear good counsel. So God don't have no other choice but to back up and let captivity take us. And He will. He will. But it says here in verse 2 that during that time our mouths were filled with laughter. And we have song on our tongue. Well, when the Lord, when He turned again the captivity of Zion, this is a technical phrase that also means that when the Lord restored the prosperity of Zion. Now listen to me, church. Listen to me real good. Because I'm tired of God's people living like Paul's. It's not designed to be that way. It's all hard-headed that causes us to live at the tail and not the head. I'm going to say it again. If, 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 if you're living in a hard disposition today, it's because of your hard head. It's not because God ain't able. That's right. That's right. Because God is able. And not only is he able, but he's also willing. The Bible says in Isaiah 1.19, if ye be willing and obedient, I will give you the good of the land. Not just the land, but I'm going to give you the good. In other words, I'm going to give you the treasure out of the land. I'm not just going to give you the land, but I'm going to give you the wealth that's found in the land. So, when the Lord turns again the captivity of Zion, He also restores a thing called prosperity in our life. Now, prosperity deals with everything from the spirit realm to the soulful realm to the physical realm. In other words, it's hundredfold. Everything is restored back to its godly place. And wherever God is, hear me, good. Wherever God is, there is also prosperity. Is it? Cannot God cannot be with you and you not prosper. So something is wrong if you're claiming God and you're not prospering. I wonder what it is. I wonder what the problem is. Could it be failing to heal? Could it be failing to act? Could it be failure to take good counsel and use it? Could it be disobedience? Probably what it is. But yet though we know this, but we refuse to do anything about it. Now this is where I get confused about man. This is what confuses me about us. Is that we know these things, but we still walk down that one-way street where the bridge is out. And where it will always be out. That bridge will never be fixed. So, the guiding pillar of refuge in Romans 8.14 is seen as being the Spirit of the Lord. Now, those that are led or guided by the Spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. Those that are guided by it. You see, being a son of God is not in your talk, but it's in your walk. That's right. You've got to be led. You've got to allow yourself to 
be guided by his word. So you see, this word is in contradiction to what you want to do. Amen. 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 But this word won't give you a hangover. Like sin will. Yeah. Now either way, some sacrifices in life are going to have to be made. Either way you go now. But this is what the situation is. If you do it God's way and make the sacrifice, it comes with rewards. If you do it the way of the world, then it comes with defamation, pain, and disgust, and agony, and yes, poverty. Poverty. Bad word to me, that word. Poverty. I don't like that word. Poverty. I can do something. I don't have to wait for nothing because God said that he's given me all things Amen. pertaining to life and to godliness. Amen. Huh? Amen. But how did it get like that? In my own individual life? It's when I decided to obey God. When I decided to obey God, then God began to give me the wisdom of what I needed to do Amen. to get the wealth. Because he had already given me the power to get it. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. The Bible says he gives you the power to get it. Yeah. But when you get the wisdom and you start exercising it, then you'll understand that your greatest Christmas gift that you can give to anybody is to give yourself a break from yourself. Amen. You want to buy a gift for Christmas? Buy yourself that gift. Give yourself a break from your insanity. Amen. 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 Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. So, when the Lord restored the prosperity of Zion, let's look at Job 42 10. Look at the old man Job over here. Job 42 10. You get that say amen for me? Amen. 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 The word of God says this. It says in verse 10. Are we there? Everybody? Amen. Amen. Okay. He said, and the Lord did what? Turn the captivity of who? Oh my God. So not only has he turned the captivity of Israel collectively, the church, but he's also doing it individually. Job represents the soul that's in affliction. Have your soul ever been in affliction because of your sin? I have. I have. But the Lord turned that captivity, the Bible says it, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. But when did he do it? When he prayed for who? Uh oh. So it ain't all about you or me. Uh oh. That's another problem that gets us. Self. That I don't call self. See, that thing will destroy you. That thing will destroy you. That's what God meant in the commandments in Exodus, the 20th chapter. He said, Don't place no other God before me. He was really saying, translation, don't put you before me. Because that's the only idol that you can put before God is your self. 
everything else is a fringe benefit that comes with the idol. It comes from the desire of what the idol wants. See, the idol is you. That's what a problem is. And then we get all this other stuff that we want. That's not the idol. That's the fringe benefit. That's the payoff that the idol gets. Okay. So like I told you before, it ain't the car. That's the idol. It ain't the money. No. It's you. You're the idol. You're the one that's standing in the way of God being God in your life. Because God does not mind you having everything. Because he's giving you all, not so, the all spiritual blessings in heaven and places. So God is not against you having now. Don't you let no religion mess you up like that. No, that's not this word. That's a poor man talking crazy, teaching poverty in other people. And we don't want to do that. Amen. We want to preach wealth into other people because that's how we get people to know who and what God is in us. And now we can get them to start going at it like we going at it. You see, we got to lead these people to this place. I told you, and I like what you said, Sister Sandy, about, yeah, we're on this plane now, and we got to make sure that we don't let no terrorists get on here. Amen. That's right. In other words, y'all keep y'all eyes open. Amen. Okay, huh? We got to keep the terrorists off the plane because they'll try to sabotage what God is doing. Amen. Understand? Amen. Yes, sir. Right. You got to learn how to spot the terrorists. Because the terrorists are there to do you harm. See that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. If the thief be found, he got to pay back no. See, the thief was found. See, do you not know that the heavenly realm plotted against Job? Yeah. Do you not know that there are all the powers that be that are plotting against us? Amen. Do you not know that? So the word of God, he said, see, Job, he feared that this would come upon him, this calamity. So every day he went out and he made sacrifices for his family, just in case they sinned. See, he was in fear. And later on he said, this very thing that I feared has come upon me. That's what fear did. That's why God said, I'm going to give you a spirit of fear, but one of love and a sound mind. Amen. There are too many of us who are afraid to go fall. Come on. You cannot be afraid to go fall. But you can't be stupid in your going forward either. You've got to be guided by God. You're going to have to seek and make sure that your footsteps are headed in the right direction. You understand that? Saying now, that's how tight this thing is getting. It's getting real tight. Real tight. So here's Job, and the Lord says in verse 8 here, Job, chapter 42, verse 8, he talks to Job's friends. Because Job's friends 
them three, they're idiots. They did all right, though they kept their mouth closed. Read the book. They sat there for seven days and didn't say nothing. They were doing all right until they opened their mouth. <laughs> you see, a fool is considered wise, the Bible said, until they open their mouth and then you respond. That's a fool. See, as long as a fool don't say nothing, he might get away with some things. Might make somebody think they're wise. But sooner or later, he's going to go on that trap. And that trap is going to trap Because just as soon as young men started talking to Joe, they started in error. And the Lord says here, he tells them in verse 8, Therefore, take unto you now. Well, let me read verse 7. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Joe, the Lord said unto Eliphaz the Timonite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. That's them two idiots. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Joe had. You see? Wrong counsel. Where there is no counsel, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, they're safe. Amen. He's got to be the right counsel. So he says, Therefore, take it to you now, seven gloves and seven rams, and go to my servant Joe, and all up for yourself a burnt offering. In other words, you got to admit, not only before me, but before Joe too, did you wrong. And my servant Joe shall pray for you, for him will I accept. I'll accept his prayer. At least I do with you after your folly, your foolishness. In that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Joe. Two things took place here. God spoke to every friends and two friends that were in error, and they obeyed. God spoke to Joe to pray for him, and Joe obeyed. When we obey, Whoever it is that's doing the obedience gets the benefit. The wrath of God was taken off the three men because they obeyed. Amen. And the captivity was turned again from Job. And Job was given twice as much as he had before. Because he obeyed and he prayed. He followed the instructions. Amen. And because he followed the instructions, then guess what happened? He got blessed. Amen. If you're not getting blessed today like you should, then you're not following the instructions of God. It's not that you're not getting the instructions, but you're not following the instructions. So let's go back to the main text. Psalms 26, verse 2. It says, Then was thou mouth, you know, when you turn again to captivity, then was thou mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was saying, Then said they among the heathen. Now the heathens are talking. The Lord has done great things for them. Uh oh, what's this? 23 5 says that he prepared the table in the presence of us before our enemies. 
then we'll see what the Lord has done. Watch Obadiah, the book of Obadiah, one, two. You can write that down, that's a hard book to find. But write it down, I'm going to read it to you. Obadiah, the book of Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 2. Look what the word of the Lord says. I'm going to read verse 1 and verse 2, okay? I'm speaking in reference of this ministry here, House of Destiny. This is what God has done. The vision of Obadiah, thus saith the Lord God concerning evil. We have heard a rumor from the Lord. Watch this. And an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Listen to me, House of Destiny. And an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye and let us arise up against her in battle. Watch this. Verse 2. Behold, the Lord says, I have made thee, house of destiny, small. Look at it. Among the heathen. We're planted right here. Among the heathen. We're planted in, right here in this spot. But we're reaching out into the world. Into a world of heathens. God said, sending you out as ambassadors. Ambassadors. The Lord says that what I'm going to do is I have made thee small among the heathens. See, it's designed this way by God. But watch this. But thou art greatly despised. Why? Because of the way God's powerful anointing flows through this ministry. Where else will you find a ministry? I'm bragging about the God in us. Where else will you find a ministry that can push 2,500 tons around this world of food, medicine, and supplies? You, you And when we go on TV, we go on the HD channels. 
Not only the rest of them, the ones that don't have HD. We're going HD. Because we're buying HD. The cameras that we get getting ran $10,000 a piece. But we got the whole setup for about $1,500. That's, that's kingdom price. That's kingdom price. That's kingdom price. So by the time we finish up with everything, we won't have but a few grand, but we'll have the best of technology up in here Amen. to do God's will. Because like I said, we don't do things shabby. Amen. We ain't doing things shabby. That's why I stay on my leaders so much. I don't give them an inch. Amen. I don't let them get away with nothing. Amen. Nothing. Because human nature will allow you to get slapped. That's why we put them in training. Right, Pastor? Amen. To see which ones would and which ones not. It's fine. See, that's what training is all about. It weeds out and separates the men from the boys. Amen. The women from the girls. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. See, that, 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 that training, see that longevity? See, that's it. How many people quit in the 11th hour before God and getting ready to do something great in their life? You're right. And then they just flop. They just fall off. That's what training is all about. See, he said, that's the same way they're going to do when they ain't going to get to heaven. Because he said, whosoever ain't good to the end. See, they're going to get it. They're going to get there, but they ain't going to get to the place. They started on the journey, but they fell off. No, you got to finish this thing that you started. Huh? That's right. I can't preach you no life in you. I can't preach no life in you now. Huh? I don't care about your theology. I can't preach no lie up in here. Because I know too much in this word. And I know what this word says. And you go in there, you can find this, you can find that. The real deal. And it'll overshadow. Whatever little pet peeve that you got. I can find a real thing up in here and let you know, okay. And if you got a good sense, you'll take a look at it and say, okay, I might need to take a look at this. At least I'll be safe. Amen. Over oh, there. Amen. Mm -hmm. That made us small. I'm one of the heathen. But look what the heathen said about us. <laughs> Over here in Psalm 126, verse 2. At the end of it, it said the Lord had done great things for them. Hmm. That's what the heathen said among themselves. And then we admitted the fact. In verse 3, that's why I know I'm on cue here. He said, the Lord has done great things for who? Us. And wherefore, or whereof, we are what? Right. Because Romans 9, verse 15 tells us that when God spoke to Moses, God told Moses, look here, I will have mercy on who I will have mercy on. And I'll have compassion on who I have compassion on. In other words, it ain't none of nobody else's business what God do for you. It's God's business. If God want to give you a million dollar house, that's God's business. Amen. It ain't nobody else's business. If God want to do you like that. And if God don't do you like that, it's God because your wisdom probably ain't in place yet for you to handle it. Yeah. That's probably why it is. 
you, 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 you blow up some. Amen. <laughs> oh, y'all don't believe me. Yeah. You, you, you got to know what you're doing with that dollar bill, man. That dollar bill is a powerful thing, man. Yeah. You got you to learn how to have a pocket full of money and it not rule you. That's you right. have it back in your pocket and, and you know it don't need nothing. You steal you. That's right. That's right. But a fool and his money, I said a fool and his money, Amen. will soon depart. It won't be long. It won't be long. And the money will be gone in the hands of a fool. You know why I know? You know why I know the scripture is true? I've been there and done that many times. Money can make you most miserable. If you don't have wisdom with it. That's right. It will tear you apart. So why are you asking God to let you prosper? Ask Him to give you some wisdom with it too now. Amen. Don't you get back that thing undone now. I'm just trying to help you. He said, I'll have mercy on who I have mercy with, and I'll have compassion on who I'll have compassion on. In other words, whatever God do for you in your life, and whatever God do for me in my life, that's God's business with me. That's God's business with you. Amen. If God want to give you, I want to see you Amen. with the best. Amen. I want to see you prosper. That's why I preach to you what this word says about being the head and not the tail. Amen. See, I want you to aspire. Why? I would be a sorry human man to be up here and preach to you week after week after week after week and then see you prosper and get jealous. Amen. Right. Oh, it's just obvious. <laughs> because I know that my work, see, see, by you prospering, that means that's showing me my fruit. Amen. That's showing me that this thing is working. So the Lord says here in verse 4, Psalms 4. I'm in Psalm 126, verse 4. Verse, verse 4, yes. He says, Turn again, again, our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Okay. He, in other words, what they're asking him to do is to bring us back into the place of prosperity as a river flows in and through a dry land. See, the south was a very dry place. Mm -hmm. And it don't get a whole lot of water. Because they're talking about death in here. Mm -hmm. But when our captivity is turned again, and God turns it and brings us back into that place of prosperity, there's a river that begins to flow in us. As Psalms 46 talks about, there's a river where the streams thereof make glad the city of God. And it goes on and it inspires the tabernacles and the holy place of, of, of the Holy One, of the Lord God Almighty. And what it does is it goes on and he says that I'll be there to help them right early. Amen. Right early. But what's this word? The word says here that verse 5 that they that so in tears shall we enjoy. You see, weeping may endure for a night, but then the joy comes 
in the Lord. The Bible says in Galatians 6 9, don't grow weary in your well doing. Because if you continue and don't fight, you will reap. So why are you sowing? Listen to me now. Why are you sowing the seeds of faith into the earth and into your life? <clears throat> You're watering it with the tears of life and the things that you're going through. Huh? So as you sow, you let those tears fall down on the places that you sow. And remember where God has brought you from. Amen. And what God has done in your life. Remember that. Amen. Don't be a forgetful hearer no more. Time out. That's right. So that when God bless you, your mind won't flood itself with the ignorance of the devil. And you'll find yourself back in a place where you don't need to be out of it because you might not get out of captivity this time. There is a limit to God's grace. And then the law picks up. Don't play with Final verse. Verse 6. He that goeth forth. Sound like movement. Sound like movement. Remember that way? He that wait on the law means to look for, hope for, mm -hmm. and expect all of the action words. Well, here it is again. He that goeth forth. You got to be moving. You got to be doing something. You can't just say, I want to get ahead. You got to be on the road to get ahead. <laughs> Alright? You can't be a fool with your money because a fool and his money will soon depart. Whatever it is you're supposed to do, you make sure you do it. For the hammer dogs come. Don't be a fool now. Because see, God is blessing you. You're being blessed. You better realize. Now, whenever you want a season, you get a season. Don't you let yourself be tricked. When you know season, you know what you want. And you overcome. Now, Jesus said, rather the season will belong to season. And rather the God will belong to God. And you'll be okay. You'll continue to flourish. But if you steal from Caesar, Caesar will come and get you. He will. He'll come and you'll lose everything that God has for you. He that go for and who bear precious seed shall not only come again with rejoice and bring his sheep with him. Let's bring it down. He that go for Hebrew 10. Verse 38 and 39. Amen. We're talking about going forth, right? Amen. So that means that we're on a journey, right? We're walking somewhere, right? Down the way. Okay? We're walking down the way. And when you walk down the way, you're really going up. Because you can't walk toward God without going higher and higher and higher, okay? Amen. All right. 
Now watch this. Hebrew 10, 38. You really need to see it. So this is where a lot of people make their mistake. Are we there? Amen. The Bible said just shall live by faith, right? Amen. I said just yes. shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. But if any man draw back, you hear what I'm saying? Yes. My soul won't take no blood in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you start walking with us, so why should I take pleasure with you? Bible said, my soul ain't. You see it? Amen. Y'all say amen. It's the word of God. Don't be scared. You see it in the word? Amen. See, a lot of us got a problem between doing what the word say and being on God's side because we want to be on our own man. See, that's your problem right there. You, you better learn to stand up for God and forget man. Amen. Forget your friend. I ain't got no friend in the pulpit. You got to tell you. I'm doing everybody in there, and I meant it. No friends in the pulpit. Nothing but God. I ain't got nothing else for it but the Word of God. And with the Word comes the love and everything else, but you can't buy me. That's right. I'm a man of integrity. You can't buy me. I won't allow myself to be bought by no man. Amen. No man. That's why I don't let any and everybody do something for me. I don't accept things from everybody. Because they throw it back up in your face. You know I did this for you. No, you're supposed to be doing it for God. That's right. Amen. Yeah, now you know, you know what I'm saying? Now you're trying to trap me off. He said, my soul don't take no pleasure in those that draw back. Like some who have drawn back into the tradition of sin. That word tradition means sin. But look what else he said there. See, a lot of people don't see that. Look, but we are those that go forth, right? Man. In believing to the saving of the soul, right? Man. I bet you ain't nobody in there caught that word that he said back there. Believing, you see those little bitty words there too? You, 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 that's the one that separates theology from kingdom. That, that little word right there. That word, T-O. You see, most people think that all they got to do is believe. No. That ain't what the word is saying. Let's go here. I'm going to show you. Show you in the book. This thing is all about. Verse 39. Hebrew. 10. 39. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition that sin, but of them that believe what? To. Uh oh. That's the journey. The saving of the soul. That means that. There is a belief. You see, the, James say that the devil believe. You do. You believe in God. You do what? The devils also believe in trouble. That ain't enough. Just because you believe. That's right. But there is a level of belief that says you got to 
lead to the saving of the soul. In other words, if your point of belief to be saved has to reach that first podium there, or that first bench there, and your belief don't go no further than here, you ain't there yet. That's right. The Bible said, we are those that believe, go forth and believe to the second. In other words, we didn't do all the way to the end. Right. Amen. All right? Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Because the devil back here believing too now. That's <laughs> what the word said. Say now you believe in one God, you do well, but you got to understand now, the devil believe too and trouble. But the devil still the devil. Put an S on that word, devil. He didn't say just the devil, he said devil. That means a bunch of them. Huh? But we are those that believe all the way to the salvation or the saving of the All the way, y'all. Somebody say all the way. You got to go all the way with this thing. See, you can't be playing around this thing. You know, see, see, church folk, let me tell you something. You can't be saved. Y'all 
Doesn't say that. I don't play with you no more. Why? Because you told me the truth. Because you told me the truth. Well, what you want me to do? The Bible says pray for all the wounds of the friend, but the secret one kisses the enemy. You don't need to tell you a lie to make you feel good. Come on. Huh? Come on. That's what they want. That's what they want. They want somebody to tell them a lie so they can feel good. So because you won't tell them no lie, they quit coming. Well, fine. You ain't hurting me. I'm here. I'm on my phone. Amen. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Amen. You might be one of them terrorists since Santa's talking about. Huh? You might be one of them terrorists. You know what? Somebody looking at the corner and coming. Huh? Amen. So I'm here. Amen. 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 They put heads. That's a billy goat. God said, go at the lost sheep. He ain't said nothing about going to no billy goat. And most of us don't know the difference between a sheep and a billy goat. And God get ready to go, then we go right back up here. Please come back and tap everybody. Just come tap house up. Amen? Amen. Give God some.